Hey guys, um, really happy to say that I'm also entering this uh, podcast world. Hope that I have some useful insights and maybe entertain some of you. Probably bored to death, some of you, but um, maybe there will be few weirdos still hanging on and listening to this. So, hello. Hello. <laughs> um, I want to talk to you about a lot of things on this podcast, mainly feelings, things, films, dreams. <laughs> I know that sounds a bit odd, but um, I know a lot of people are discussing like technical details and we can talk about technical details, of course. I'm not an expert, but can certainly like say what I have learned over the past two years of um shooting film so i wanted to start this episode one uh by saying discussing rather a certain film that is very very dear to me and you might guess that is sinistil of course sinistil yeah so i wanted to talk to you about this film um and some facts about it. Um what my feeling is for this film, really. Um yeah. First of all, in my journey with um Sinistil, I found it to be very wild and adventurous. A very wild film. I feel like whenever I go out with it, I feel like I am holding a jewel, you know. It's very precious. It it just costs a lot. I literally count uh my frames. And when I before I take a frame, I really think about it and ask myself this question of do I want to spend a pound on that photo? Do I really want to do that? Do do I? Is it worth it? And then I end up not taking a photo and then I end up uh hating myself for it. But never mind, that happens sometimes. Um so it is quite it is quite a jewel. It is quite something that doesn't feel heavy, but it is heavy because you know it's an investment. It's uh it's quite important for your um development as a as a photographer as a creative is to experiment that film to cherish it um yeah you might think i'm crazy but it's the truth another thing i noticed is um you know that kind of that kind of feel when you have a black plastic container for that for that film as soon as it arrives through the post you take it out like un- unpack it and then here it is it's red in it's black it's everything that looks like a film that you want to shoot with you know like the good stuff like the pro stuff although it's not really a pro thing but you know i just feel like um this film is you know made for people who are uh, bold with their choices for people who want to take their work to the next level and uh just go for it i feel like this f- 
film is made for people who just know who just know who they are you know i must say these people must be daredevils you know they know what they want and they know how to get it they definitely do one thing that i know with sinistil is just this adrenaline adrenaline of of shooting it and knowing or just rather supposing what you're gonna get you know just looking at the lights looking at the patterns thinking that you're gonna get a great looking picture and um i just can't you know these this desire of just seeing it and and waiting for 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 the lab to come back and and wanting to see it for the first time it's such a burning burning desire and really this excitement of the light the halation another thing that i really get excited about is color temperature um it's just the temperature of the light very very important for the whole overall sinister look and even though you know sinister is not great in um editing at least not it hasn't been so great to me i feel like i need to know i i feel like i need to know the light just because um i cannot afford to uh correct the color in uh, post with it uh because it doesn't always work for some reason um so yeah you know this 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 desire of like okay i think this is going to have a green tone. It's going to look amazing. But then once you get your result and you see everything is blue, you're thinking, okay, I misjudged the situation. You know? So putting all the pieces together actually is, is one process that takes a, it takes a lot of time, really. You know? uh, with this film, you see something blue and then you see something red and you're thinking to yourself, this is this is gonna look genius on Sinistil. And you know, kind of walking around the street, looking at the, maybe the traffic light, they changed to red. And you're thinking, I've got this now because the other traffic light over to the other road is green. So both of these things are gonna look great. But then your picture kind of turns out blue and you've got all the RGBs, all the RGBs in different focal planes. Um, all the primary color colors and, and your photo is popping. This is what I'm looking for when I go out. I'm just looking for, for color to, to layer. Um, actually, that's, that's one thing I'm actively looking for. I would say I'm not very proud of discovering these things because uh, I have to like consciously um kind of try to force myself into thinking what would look good well sometimes right sometimes i just have and actually some of my like most favorite photo uh, photo photographs has been when i kind of have this feeling that something will work but i don't really pay attention much to the environment and that's a bit weird and i sort of get, get like lucky or something I don't know what that is or or is that normal. I certainly think that is wrong. Um but it has worked for me. It's some sort of a strange 
instinct that sometimes turns amazing and other times doesn't really um so it is it is maybe just luck i don't know but yeah um in these initial 10 minutes first episode i wanted to tell you that sinistil is a bold choice you know when you purchase it for such a price you are expecting a beast and that's what you get you get a beast something that is so precious it's like a diamond you know it can cut and it costs a lot and it can cut and it can look stunning but a diamond on the wrong hand you know for example a diamond on a on a male person's hand that's that's rather bizarre so this is what i'm talking about when i mention um contrast color contrast and 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 color temperature another thing is um dynamic range i believe it's very poor with this film i know it's a bold statement i feel like with this film like editing is really uh, difficult um and you are going to get disappointed when you um see scenes that look you know stunning to you maybe there is um maybe there is a forest that is in the shadow and you see maybe a window with something in there but it's very bright and in to your eye that's amazing you kind of focus on the highlight and you zone out all the rest of the stuff but you know it's there and you're thinking i'm gonna take a great picture of that like that's amazing but actually don't realize that that film is not going to capture that you need to still choose your perfect exposure and even if it is somewhere in the middle or they say you can overexpose your film blah blah blah, and if you meter for the shadows i've tried that and my highlights would just end up looking um very very bad and not being able to be like just too blown away like blown away blown out (laughs) too blown out and i couldn't i couldn't recover them and they were an important part of the scene so hence why i think that i i think i've also seen this with gas station shots where um there some people some shots i've seen they have a problem with a little bit of just over blowing situation where there's a lot of you know there's a lot of um light in there uh, shining to that gas station sort of thingy what's it called up i don't know the object so um yeah unfortunately um it's not you know it's not a great film at least to me or the way that i shoot it i store it i scan it in situations like these you want to meter for the highlights but in other situations i think overall you would prefer to uh to to shoot in well lit sort of um to basically have the right amount of light from all over the place and i think in mo- most of the time when i rate at 800 um i get very sort of underexposed um photos so i wouldn't say it's a very much like it just it just likes light especially when you start pushing it uh just don't be afraid to take a little bit longer 
um and overexposed just because um yeah this film is crazy slow once you start to underexpose um so yeah i i must say that i don't like underexposed so i used to think it's cool but i don't think it is anymore because you can't really like it just looks really muddy and um i think that is very very annoying to me at least looking at the <laughs> things the areas that are unrecoverable so a second thing i wanted to tell you is the storage i believe that my still should be as cold as possible when i shoot it and i've experienced when i'm shooting during the summer i am not getting the tones and the quality that i would usually get during the winter so i wanted to tell you maybe perhaps store it in the freezer uh, try it out and you will get amazing tones i guarantee you you would so with that i must say goodbye for this episode and in this next episode which i don't know when i'm going to record whenever i feel bored i will be talking about another film um so i will not say which film it will be but it will be another dear film so goodbye people goodbye